not gonna living in Shondaland. <laughs> if you wait, started hold on. Here, <laughs> what's don't wrong start, with this? Don't you this start this honest. episode? <laughs> wait, this is this honest. Is... <laughs> this is honesty. This is podcast gold. Uh, real quick before we get back into it, this is part two. So if you haven't listened to part one, go do that first. But if you're here on purpose, we're gonna start with everyone's favorite segment: living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Also, I thought we were gonna do. <laughs> this is what happened. So we took a little poo poo pee pee break uh, <laughs> in between. Poo poo pee pee sold for one million poo poo pee pees. <laughs> Someone out there is gonna get that reference and go, "I fucking love that shit." Uh, but. We didn't discuss if we we're gonna do like a full-on intro, and we didn't because I thought you were starting this episode. Well, <laughs> we've I started done the last both. one since we split our episodes into two parts. We've done both, yeah. where we do full intros both times, and then we've done it where we don't. And this is one where we don't. So, so should yay, I still put music us. in? Do we want underground music for this, or should I just? It's really up to you. I'll do it. I'll just do it. Okay. Let's just fucking. Just do All it. right. Just fucking do it. Okay. Shonda. Uh, Queen one, Shonda, who two, I am mad at. Three, four. Fuck. Okay. And I will not tell you the breakdown. But okay. you know some of them, right? So for sure, uh, the the guy who got, the suicide guy. Mm-hmm. Mr. He Malloy. is, he is, I could tell you, not only is he from Suits, but he was in How to Get Away with Murder. He was the initial time we meet that one girl's dad. I also mm-hmm. I, I ended up hating her by the end of the show. Ugh. Um Laurel. Laurel. But he's the initial dad, and then yeah. they recast him. I didn't remember that. And I like looked on IMDB when I was doing Shondaland and I was like, Jorge Garcia. And I was like, or Jorge Castillo. I yes. was like, that's wrong that's not who her dad was but then it was like only one episode and i was like well i know her dad is in way more than one episode and then i was like i also know it was that other dude and this is the first it was like the end of season one yeah so it was like very very early on he was also in anyways wait you go guess the rest of them and then we'll do it okay okay uh the the guy who the driver yes he two out of four. Yep. So he also uh, he played a bellhop in the movie That Thing You Do, which is mm-hmm. a movie with Liv Tyler, Steve Zahn, Tom Hanks, one of the greatest movies of all time. But he was in something else, and I didn't go IMDb it because I didn't want to spoil anything for myself. But I I, I know he's in Shondaland. I just don't remember what it was. And as soon as you say it, I'm going to kick myself for not remembering it. Well, yeah. anyways, he is so. One of them. Then uh, Jessica's father. Mm-hmm. I don't know Did what you? he's in, oh. but he's in something. Okay. I'm just, I, I, he's my guess. And then my last guess is, I'm trying to think who else. Is it Jessica? Is it the girl? No, it's not. But three out of four isn't bad. One more guess. One more guess. Um. Is it uh, the the car driver's wife? Yes. Oh, wow. nice. Wow. Thank well you. Claps for Carmi. I was trying okay. to remember who else was new in this episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah there's not a lot. So. I was like, I was, I almost, cause I did all of them and then Jessica wasn't. And I was like, dang, I thought they were all going to be. And then I thought, I was like, oh, I wonder if the site guy who literally comes in and is like, where's the patient? Oh, that would have been a good guess, too. I would not have. I forgot about that. I would not have gotten him. But we do get the return of the security guard from Genovia, 
uh, is yes. back in this episode. But he was already um, was he living in Shondaland when we meet him? Or no? I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyways, okay. Um, All right. I didn't even look because I I was like I would have already done this, but I don't remember. I don't think he was right because I, I wanted him to be and he wasn't. Um. Okay, so four. So first of all, Mr. Gates, who is the driver of the car, his name in real life is amazing. It's Oba Babatunde, which is like the coolest name ever. Um, so he played Mr. Gates and he you actually haven't seen him in Chandeland. He is in an episode of Private Practice that is further down the road, like season five or six, maybe. Okay, wait, hold on. Before before we do this then, so if, if it's not anything spoilered, uh, Oba, yeah. Baba... O-B-B-A. Oh, okay, O-B-B-A. Tunde. Baba Tunde. Which is that not like the coolest name, seriously? It's super dope. But I want to look up his IMDB because I need to know. I've seen him in something recently and I was like, oh, fuck, that's him. So as I'm looking, just get just just bear with me, guys. I want to look I want to look this up here. So uh, as soon as I see it, I'm going to know. Real time learning, guys. Real time. Learning. Real this is time. this is the learning best kind on of learning, the air though, is real time. Is learning. this is this entertainment? I Are think you it not is. entertained? Are you not entertained? Uh, let's see. Okay, this. Is, oh, he's in a lot of shit. Like, yeah, he's f- really done a lot of work. He's man, very busy. Oba, more like oh, busy as fuck. Am I right? I mean, he was in Psych. He was in Psych. But what did he? Was it? Was that the episode that I saw him in recently? Maybe. Maybe I'm thinking of Psych. He was in he was he was in an episode of Psych and I guess I forgot about that. Wow. So I'm a real fan. I apparently not. I <laughs> terrible. So anyways, that gets us into the year 2000, so I'm going to stop looking there. But yeah, so he was into in Psych and he was in year 3000. Uh, fuck fuck Joe Jonas, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We're oh. team Sophie. Are we? Yes. I need to, I need to be t- on this. I have no nothing about it. I need someone to tell me what team I'm on. You're on team Sophie. Trust right. me. Um, okay. Eldon Henson played Matt Smithson. So Jessica's father, he was in an episode of private practice that you have already seen. Do you remember when Sam had to do the house call to the robbery? Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, I, I said, I literally, got shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's the guy I watched uh, that, like, last week because I've just like had it on to kind of like get ready for when we actually can do it. But yeah, I, I actually like, made oh, yeah, a note in one. my note list that he was in psych. So when we record that Patreon content <laughs> f- someday, uh, we're doing our best. It's, yeah. It's like, do we do the Patreon stuff or do we make sure we don't fall here? Uh, you know, we'll get to it. Fucking we're, we're, we're doing um, our best. You guys Jose are Zuninga. Zuninga. What? How do you say the N when it has the... um? What is I forget what this is. The called. little squiggly. To, yeah. Do you know? I how think to it's say like it? a nya. Okay, because it's Z U N I G A. Either it's like a zuniga, like nya, like zuniga, zuniga, zuniga. I should have looked this up. I apologize. Do you want to do some real time learning? I just did it. Proper research. It's okay. You're doing great. 
I am I can doing hear, amazing. You can hear I can my hear Jess taking a conference call upstairs. No, I can hear Jess's oh, conference call upstairs. Should I go interrupt her conference call like she interrupted our recording the other day? Okay, we were not recording, but she did say she texted me. She was like, can you imagine if you were actually recording? And there's because she asked me, she was like, could you hear me? And I was like, yeah, And she was. So it would pick up if you had been recording. And I just screamed down, Carmen, what's for lunch? Well, she got uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, so I'm really excited to eat that. Tuesdays mm. and Thursdays are the BOGO Buffalo Wild Wings days. That's the only time I'll go to B-dubs. Is it's, at that point, it's at least an okay value. Yeah, I don't love it because I just don't think it's very good wing-wise. Like, um, quality of wings. You know what I miss? Oh. Fucking gators. What? What's the problem? Sorry. Zuniga. That's Zuniga. what YouTube has told me. Zuniga. Cool. So, sorry. Okay. Jose. So he was in... So that is who was Mr. Malloy. So he was Jorge Castillo in the first introduction of him in one season episode. one of How to Get Away with Murder. And he was in one of my favorite episodes of Scandal. Um, this is also early season one or season two, where he's like the, the dictator in another country and his wife yes. and kid like wants to leave. And Olivia's like, I'm not going to do it. And Abby gets super mad and they have like a screaming match. And then she ends up like getting them out. It's so I love that episode. episode I do remember so that episode. Good. Was he in anything else, Shondaland? Uh, no, just those two. Okay. So and he's then... Still, wait, you said... Three. How do you do murder? Three, including Grace. So he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how he didn't get, get private practice, though. Or Station 19. But he, Station 19 is still running, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so he's, he's got time to get in there. He's but not he doesn't, done he Bridgerton. Can't. Uh-oh. <laughs> he's got to get the full... Is there anyone who's done the full Shonda universe? Infinity the closest Gauntlet. I think that we have um, is Thatcher because he's ama- obviously um, right. And he was he on an episode of Private Practice. He was technically in the backdoor pilot where Addison goes to L.A. the first time. So I don't know if you would count that as being on Private Practice. Um, no, that's Grace. And then um, he wasn't inventing Anna. He was in. How to get with murder, murder scandal. Um, did I, he was in the crossover. Thing? That's why he was in how to get away with murder. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I'm not actually sure. To be honest. I think he's okay. the closest one to like all of them. Okay. Um, and then Carlise Burke played Mrs. Gates and she was in one episode of how to get away with murder. So, that I don't remember what episode that was. The um, eleven-minute episode, Shondaland. <laughs> if you know what, it was good. Um, and so yeah. Uh, okay, so let's get into the second half of the episode. Strap your genitals Self. to okay. yourself because okay. this is going to be a hot one, a hot, stanky episode. So let's start with Izzy. She's having a hard time, but not at first. At first, she's fine ish. Yeah. Um, so Izzy has started chemo. It actually like is one of the first things we see in the episode is her getting chemo and Alex is sitting with her. Um, and again, whatever I don't what the thing that they are giving her, they keep saying it's high dose IL2. I don't know what that means, but they are saying that it is like more toxic than regular chemo, which obviously regular chemo is already like 
very intense and this is a higher dose of this very intense thing. So, um, she is getting that. And so it's basically going to rip her body apart even more intensely than a regular chemo dosage, I guess would. So, um, she, uh, Meredith has told her that she can help plan the wedding to kind of take her mind off of being sad and in the hospital. So she is like calling dress shops and she's like, can you bring the dresses to me? I can't come in. I have cancer, <coughs> which she literally does. Um, so I'm not minimalizing cancer. That's what she does. She's like, <coughs> I got the yeah. black lung. Um, I got and the so, black lung pop. And so then um, the dresses are there. She's like very intensely planning this very elaborate wedding, which is not what Meredith wants. Uh, I do think... Derek wants a big wedding, but I don't think he wants it enough to say to Meredith, Oh, this is what I want. I think he, and because for marriage is a bigger step for Meredith than it is for Derek. Not like relationship wise, like obviously marriage is a huge step for both of them, but between the two of them, it is a bigger deal that Meredith has like come to a point where she is like wants to be married versus Derek who like was more like ready for that step. Right. Um, so I think he is fine doing whatever it is she wants. You know, if she wants the smaller, like intimate, simple wedding, he's like, fine. But I think he, if she was like, I want a huge ass wedding, 600 guests, church, four dresses. Like, I think he'd be like, let's do it. Like, so, um, Izzy is planning a more elaborate wedding than what Meredith wants with a top hat top hat tails um she's getting she wants to like get florals delivered she is getting these dresses she's also faking like death dumb to get shit attention, just the which dumbest I don't like oh. it's not funny no it's not when she she does the flatline thing the first time she like disconnects herself so that it yeah. flatlines which i will say I've only been in the hospital and on things for birth. Um, when things are disconnected, it no, it's like, I'm just not getting a reading. It like knows if it's just not getting a reading versus if the reading it's getting is death. Maybe that wasn't the case in 2009, but that's what it was when I was in the hospital. <laughs> Technology's come a long way. Yeah. I could tell if you're dying or if you're just Izzy Stevensing the shit out of me right now. Like, yeah. And then the, the choking thing too. Like yeah. I, she is like boy who cried wolfing all over. And I'm just like, yeah. you need, and then you need of course to she down. actually collapses. Right. And it's like very, well, first she throws up. Right. So she like seems to have not lost her appetite, which they're like, this is so great. Like, I'm so glad the, the aisle two isn't affecting you. And then when she's alone in the room, she like vomits and kind of, there's like a realization. She's like, Oh shit. Like this is going to affect me more than I want it to. And then she tries to hang up a wedding dress later and just full on collapses. Um, and so I think that's kind of supposed to be a symbol both to her and us, the audience that like shit is real, right? She's not just like bebopping and happens to be in the hospital. Like she is the mortality rate is low. Yeah. What? 5%. So, yep. We don't, it's not looking great. Yeah. And you can see she visibly starts to change over yeah. the course of this episode. Not mm -hmm. like a ton, but you could see that she like gets starts to more look sickly. tired and like paler. Yeah. The coloring goes. 
Um, she also, is I've been I've been watching. Obviously, we finished Scandal, and I'm like, oh man, would they get some Gettysburger delivered? <laughs> and, <laughs> and Lexi's sitting there eating the fries. Also, gosh, Lexi like really struggling. Oh my god, just what stress an angel. eating I love all her day. So much. Yeah, she she's a queen. Oh man, nuts. that scene where Meredith is like shitting on her. I'm like, whoa, like calm down, <laughs> Meredith. As as a defense, like you guys need to make up because look at how terrible Lexi is. She's dying. Lexi is has acne now, and her ass is so fat. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Um. Oh boy. We'll get there. Izzy, um, Izzy Stevens. So, Sorry, I one not one track mind. Sheesh. Apparently, yeah. So, anyways, Izzy is like, I feel bad for her, but also like, don't be shitty. Um, with the fake rule of thumb, uh, rule of thumb for everyone. Yeah, and but also that I will say it's a little on Meredith. Don't tell her that she can plan the wedding and then avoid her. Like, right? Go, go do it. Like, d- commit or don't. Like, that's on you also. Um, also, I don't know what you thought was going to happen when you told Izzy she could plan your wedding. Like, think about what we know from Izzy in the past. Like, she goes all out at, like, Christmas, at Thanksgiving, like, all the time. She's all in, okay? Like, we know this about her. This is on you. You made this call. Um, so, uh, yeah, Meredith, she finally goes in there, and she's getting her to try on all of these dresses. And they're, like, the typical, like, giant poofy princess like ball gown dresses she she looked good in them and i also want to say yeah this is probably the best episode that meredith has ever looked i was just like every scene that she was in i was like for sure dang girl you look good even the opening Um, scene where she's in bed and she's looking at the ring and i'm like dang meredith you look good you look good girl yeah I will say this about wedding dresses. And if you are in a stage of life where you are wedding dress shopping or will be one day when I went wedding dress shopping, I had a really good bridal consultant who like before we started was like, here's the thing about wedding dress shopping. Even if you don't like the dress, it's a wedding dress. So you're going to like look good because it's a very formal, beautiful gown. So it's easy to get lost in like, oh, they all look good. I don't know what to choose. Or like, oh, they all like start to look the same. It's just you have to kind of go into it with a mindset. And it's hard if you like don't know what you want. Anyways, I could talk about this for an hour. But it's just like what you to your point, like, yeah, she looked good in all of them. But that doesn't mean like, you know, it's a dress that Meredith should get. I think the one they ultimately choose of all the ones shown makes the most sense. Because it's like it's not as big and poofy, but it's still like really be first of all that thing would be so heavy yeah like yeah. Uh, it would be so he- like beaded dresses are beautiful but like they're like 20 pounds <laughs> like for it to be that sparkly i mean it does have straps um so at least there's that uh because kelly when she got married it was strapless but she had straps added on because hers was beaded so it's very very heavy I remember like the day after I was putting on in the car, I was putting her dress in the car and I was like, how did you wear this for like 15 hours? <laughs> My God. Well, this, you know, when we you talk about physics, the straps help disperse the weight out to more pressure points. Like, so it actually crazy. feels. <laughs> uh, also, speaking um, of weddings, I just want to do a quick shout out. Uh, I was chatting uh, with our friend Becca and uh, wanted to shout Becca out. You know who you are, Becca. Uh, she's getting married in about eight weeks. So 
congrats. Uh, yeah. She, we were talking about some of the Patreon stuff and she's like, I'm getting married in eight weeks, but also like there's 10 Patreons that I'm considering and Gray's is, is on that list. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Well, I don't, you know, whatever you do, like first off respect, uh, but more importantly, we're with you when you get married yeah. in your heart, Please. not physically. We didn't get invites, but it's okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, sorry, I'm getting distracted. What was I talking about? Izzy. Oh, Izzy's planning the wedding. She collapses. Tyler, she collapses and she's alone. Tyler comes, Tyler's there and he's like, do you want me to get anybody? And she's like, no. And then she collapses. And then after collapsing, Christina's like, oh, this is, you know, your uh, blood pressure is 92 over 78, which, and she's like, that's good. And Izzy's like, no, it's not. Don't lie. Which, <laughs> it's not good. Blood pressure is supposed to be 120 over 80. So mine's 92 like, is low. That's mine's bad. Like 600 <laughs> over 400. That's bad. You oh. should seek medical attention. <laughs> um, that's like one thing. I will, my blood pressure is almost always like spot on. It'll be like 119 over 79. Like I have very good blood pressure, except when I'm in labor. Then it's bad because <laughs> I don't like pain. So my blood pressure goes very high. But then they won't let me leave the hospital until it goes back down. And I'm like, well, there's a lot happening and I'm very tired because I had to birth a human. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I don't know, even know what my blood pressure is. I need to I need to find a PCP is what I think I need to do. I, need to I just also go need to do that because <sighs> I asked my doctor to test my hormones and he was like, no, I'll test your thyroid. And I was like, thyroid is fine to test my hormones and guess what my thyroid was fine if you're a doctor or which you we both work, are we both are but um i don't practice so i can't answer this question right. um if someone asks you to run or just to order a specific test can someone explain to me why they won't do that like what does it harm them i'm the one that's going to get billed for that test being done so I don't understand why they're like, no, I won't do that. Yeah. Like, I, I just want to know because Jessica had the same thing and where she was like, I would like you to test my hormones. And they did like the, a very, very like they did like the minimal testing and they were also like, we'll test your thyroid and they didn't even run a full thyroid panel. Yeah. Yeah. It's my, my thing that frustrates me about that is like, what does it hurt? Just you're, you're gonna bill us. You're gonna bill yes. us fucking anyways. Run it through the insurance. You're already like, taking my I, blood. I will pay for it. I don't understand. Someone explain it to me, please. Anyways, okay, that's my that's a time. <laughs> American talk. health system is sucks. garbage. <laughs> um, okay, so Izzy's blood pressure is bad, and then Christina is talking to her, and they're like, "Listen, like." You know, like, what did you think was going to happen? You know, it's bad news bears. Yeah. Um, and, oh, this is, so Izzy says, all I wanted to do today was flip through magazines and call caterers and make Mare try on dresses I knew she'd hate. I thought it would be fun or funny. I thought I could be the same person I was when I woke up this morning, but I'm not. I'm just another patient trapped inside a sick, dying, cancer-ridden body. And when she said trapped inside a sick, dying, cancer-ridden body, it really reminded me of Denny being like, yeah. I'm a horse of a man trapped in this, like, fucking awful body. 
Yeah. Um, that was I didn't remember that, but it's it, it jarred my memory when you said that just now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough it's a tough episode for for Izzy, and even even with how smart she is, she's like, no, not me. I can do this. Well, yeah, and I think also when you are coming from the other side, like she's like, well, I have you know the inside scoop, so I just know what to expect. So because I know what to expect, I'll like beat it. Like mind over matter almost. Um, I don't know. When when Dr. Uh, Swender was like, she's going to be begging to have death. She's going to wish point. she was dead. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, gosh, bleak. Also, bleak. the episode of private practice that she was in was also an early one because I watched it recently. And it was like she, they, her and her husband were there getting fertility tests done. And she like told Addison and Naomi to tell Ray, her husband, that they couldn't have a baby because she thought she might have Huntington's disease, but oh, she had never yeah. gotten tested, and then she did, and then she did have it, but she was like, I'm just going to leave and not tell my husband. And they were like, maybe don't do that. But she wasn't playing as Dr. Swender. No, no, she was Angie. <laughs> breaking breaking all the rules with these universes. Just wait. <laughs> it gets so much worse. Goodness. I don't know. So far, the worst one is Paris Geller. Paris, what's her last name? Skeller. It is. No relation to Ross Skeller, though. Ross or Monica. Yeah. Paris Eustace Skeller. Eustace. Eustace nuts. So right. the, 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 the only time I was actually really annoyed with Izzy this entire episode, I was mad at her for the faking of the death thing. But when she said caterers don't do buffalo wings, you can go suck <laughs> on a nut. Get the fuck out of here. And Meredith's like, I wanted a, like a like a hot wing wedding. And she's like, ugh, no. I'm like, Get, who cares? Hot also, wings are great. Cater caterers hot wings. will do most anything you ask them to do. Yes. Just find a right caterer. If I, if I was in a season where I wanted to have hot wings at my wedding, I would have had hot wings at my wedding. We did well, tacos yeah, for because, the after. Well, yeah, exactly. The way you guys had like, that was like the late night munchies food. Yeah. Not that there was weed at your wedding, but like the drunk munchies. Um, right. The drunk, so, the, the drunk, the drunkies, the drunk, the drunchies, <laughs> drunchies. There you go. Um, that could have easily been hot wings. Yeah. Well, like no the, with no worries. The only thing that I could maybe see Izzy's point, which she didn't articulate it well, so I'm not gonna give her this benefit of the doubt, is hot wings are like really messy food. You there's no graceful way to eat a hot wing. You get Yeah, in a wedding dress, I would be very I would be petrified to eat hot <laughs> yes, wings. Yes. I don't Unless even you like, did a wear red white dress. shirts most of the time because I cannot be trusted. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, as an Italian, I try to not wear white shirts because of the sheer amount of pasta that I'm eating at all times. Right. So, yeah. Anyways, I was just really annoyed with that. I'm like, get the fuck. Like, Izzy, shut up. Like, and usually I'm on like your side. she's like shitting on grocery store cheese trays. G- grocery store cheese trays slap. Okay. She's you know never what? been to an Aldi ever, apparently. Exactly. Man, I'll t- man, I could fucking make a stunning charcuterie from all oh absolutely they have a like budget. a whole they have a whole like shelf now that's like are you making a charcuterie look here and i'm like i will thank you aldi there was there was a like a gourmet little tiny pickle jar that they had a while back mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was made with like peppers and yes, like onions like spicy and it, pickled and it was like nice so it was good. good i haven't seen it since that's that's the thing with aldi they'll get you hooked on something and then they'll be like we don't make this anymore and i'm like 
I still got my uh, habanero pickles from the carpet store, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Have you eaten any? Yeah. They're in the refrigerator. I'll go in and I'll like, I'm I'm saving them. I like do one at a time. I just wanted to make sure you had eaten some. The good thing about pickles is they last for a while. Yeah. I also have um, the the olives with the jalapeno and the garlic stuff. Do you still have the moonshine? No, I finished the moonshine. (laughs) was a lot of moonshine. <laughs> Listen. Jesus. Uh, the one your dad gave me? Yeah. Yeah, we 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 finished that. Nice. Then like it was passed around between a lot of people. It was Okay, good. Good. I'm glad. That's meant it was, to be enjoyed. It was like in in Brooklyn 99, you know how uh Boyle Boyle's Nana, they have the sourdough and it just Oh tramp, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's an ever it's a self-sustaining dough. I think there, there, we could have made a sourdough with all the germs that were actually passed around on the Chris. tip of that mason jar. <laughs> but the moonshine killed it, I'm sure. Sterilized it all. That's that thing probably was true. Like, like 600 proof. alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it's real moonshine. We don't fuck That's around That's real yet. fucking moonshine. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Izzy, anything else to say about Izzy? I mean, it's just a bummer. Like, she's just sick. She's just fucking really sick. It's yeah, she's it's it is a bummer. I'm I'm keeping with my prediction. She's going to die in the in the finale. Okay. Um and also I do uh, want to point out Meredith looks good with a side pony and that last dress. She does. Looks really I good with a side pony. I also made that same note. Like yeah. when she pulls the side pony um with the last dress that they end up picking like s- yeah. so pretty. Yeah. Um Um and her hair is like a little bit curly. It's so nice. Yeah. She's very pretty. Yeah. And when, <laughs> okay. Lexi truly is a, is a national treasure in this episode. When, when she's eating the fries and mm-hmm. Izzy's like, Meredith, you look so pretty. And Lexi's like, pretty. And she's like sitting there eating the fries <laughs> yeah. and you could tell like she's in love with the fries and she's not being condescending. She's like, yeah, yeah. you do look pretty, but these fries are great. <laughs> like so um, funny. So the actress who plays Lexi was pregnant in real life. So they kind of like wrote that storyline as like a little bit of a joke because she had been like eating. She was, she oh. had been joking about eating a lot because she was pregnant. So they were like, well, like we'll like write that in as a joke, and she was like, "Okay." Was is she pregnant with someone on the show? Did her and Mark date in real life? Who is her husband? I feel like her husband is someone famous, though, but I could be wrong. I also think she lives in Canada. What's that a boot? <laughs> um, she's so pretty. Um, who Nathan West? Oh, no, I don't know him. Is he related to Mayor Adam West? Yes. Oh, he was in the movie Miracle, which I have a history with. Good Shrek one. is better than Miracle, okay? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, oh, he was the guy in Bring It On. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Okay, calm down. Oh my God, Bring It On is so good. Is that the Burr, Amanda Bynes and Channing Tatum here? movie? No, no. Burr, it's cold in here. There must be some Toros in the atmosphere. I said, owee, owee, owee. Ice. Ice. <laughs> How do you not? I don't like, I don't, you. I, <laughs> Wait, is that the uh, Hayden Panettiere movie? No, she was in one of the sequels though. Which one am so I thinking and That of? one is more valid a question. <gasps> oh. 
Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, anyways, so. <laughs> now that we've gone down that rabbit hole. <laughs> this is unhinged. Everyone berate Carmen for not seeing Bring It On. Or just give me a pass. Like, or be I nice to me. That? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, okay, so she, yeah, so Lexi is stress eating because Derek and Mark are still fighting. And they are really putting her in the middle of it. Like, it's unprofessional. Um, they are fighting over the best course of treatment. So they're treating the driver who was injured in the accident. And there's like an argument because of the way his eardrum was ruptured and the way his skull was fractured. There's an argument over who needs to do what first. And they do this, the surgery like simultaneously in the end. And then, but they're like really putting Lexi in the middle. They're like, which one do we need to do first? And he's like, this one. She's like, wrong. I'm like, oh my God. And then Dr. Gray, Lexi, Dr. Gray, Lexi. Oh my God. Leave her alone. Yeah. And then she's um, like, you're both good. Shut <laughs> you're up. Both brilliant surgeons. <laughs> So That's she's so eating the toast in the morning. Then she's eating like Skittles. Then she's eating a Butterfinger. Then she's eating the French fries. Then she's eating a Twinkie. Like it's. It, at first, like the, the toast makes sense. Like you're eating yeah. in, the, in the morning, right? Like breakfast, mm -hmm. you know, toast to some is breakfast. And then she was like, when, when there was the car crash and they're running up to the, the car, the ambulance. And she's like, she, she popped something in her mouth. And I was like, is she on drugs? <laughs> Is she Dr. Housing right now? <laughs> uh, she wasn't. Spoiler alert. No, it was just candy. Not. So but when I realized she was stress eating, I was like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense. This is a lot. It's a lot to handle. And also Mark and Derek aren't making it easier on her. Like that tension no, when they, they first walk in. Making it more difficult. Yeah. For everyone. So but uh, yeah, she's very she's very funny. I really enjoy her. She is really funny. Um, and so then uh, she f tells Meredith, she's like, please talk to them. Like, I'm going to die if you don't talk to them. <laughs> and so then Izzy releases Meredith from her prison of dresses to go talk to them. And Meredith goes and yells at them. Um, and she's like, you're getting married. This is supposed to be a happy time. Like, um, you're supposed to be, or you should be the best man. Lexi says that to Mark. Um, when uh, he okay, said so that the, the chief was going to be the best man, I almost lost my fucking mind. <laughs> they really bought, brought back the Meredith hating the chief storyline in this episode. It like, was, this is, we have really not seen it since like the end of season four when Meredith was like in the therapy and she's like, and she's like, Ellis tried to kill herself because of Richard. And then she confronts him about it. And then like, there's really no interaction between the two of them. And then right now she's, they're like, Meredith hates the chief. It's like, okay. It's thick. Mm -hmm. Thick. Meredith says, before you guys go in there and start cutting on this patient, you need to apologize to each other. If not for the patient, for Lexi, for me or for Lexi, look at her. Her face is breaking out. Her ass is humongous. And she says, it's true. I had to get the scrubs with the elastic waistband. <laughs> Meredith says, if you don't apologize right now, she's not scrubbing in. And Lexi says, I won't. And you can't make me. This should be a joyful time. Your best friend is getting married. You should be the best man. Derek, the chief will be my best man. Meredith, what? 
Lexi, is my ass really? Lexi, could you excuse us? And then Meredith's like the chief. And Derek says, the best man is my choice. When are you going to let go of the grudge you have against the chief? And then Meredith has a very good Just moment of growth. The greatest comeback of all time. Also, Derek, the man had an affair with my mother, broke up my parents' marriage and basically destroyed my childhood. Meanwhile, you've been best friends with Mark for 20 years and you're willing to throw it all away over nothing. So don't talk to me about holding grudges. I'll get over mine when you get over yours. Mike fucking drop. I mean, she's right. Yeah, she is. You know what else she's right about? We need to take like two seconds. To hear from our regional sponsors. Yes. We'll be back after these messages. One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be red pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to be red pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amico Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. And we are back just like Mark and Derek's friendship. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, here's my thing about grudges. People say, I do. I really do. I'm not going to pretend that I don't hold grudges, but I feel like I must hold grudges differently than other people because people are like, Oh, it's so like bad for you to hold a grudge. Like you have to let it go. And I'm like, when I hold a grudge, I don't feel like it affects me that harshly because basically me holding a grudge is being like, I don't like this person. And there's just a very like defined reason why. And I'm just not going to like them. Yeah. And I don't understand when people are like, oh, it just eats away at you. I'm like, no, it doesn't. I'm just not. I don't like them. You're doing grudges wrong. Like (laughs) maybe. Yeah. I'm not doing revenge. Maybe that's that's the issue. Maybe I should be doing revenge. I I also think grudges. Should I be doing revenge? I, uh, I don't know. Ask Taylor Swift. Vigilante shit. Am I right? Vigilante shit. Thank you for understanding my reference. <laughs> um, one of the few songs off that album I actually didn't didn't uh, dislike. There was a lot that I didn't wow. like on that album. Yeah, hot take. That's a, it is a hot take. Whatever. I understand. She's no, the Lover album and 1989 is her greatest. Is her is her peak. I, so I really enjoyed folklore. Uh, I don't know if I. It's uh, fine. 
It's yeah, this Patreon. <laughs> we'll someday <laughs> we'll someday we'll talk this. about this conversation. So my thing with grudges is like I don't yeah, it's 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 the revenge that makes a difference because Derek is actively saying, okay, like I have this grudge, but to get back at you, I'm actively choosing the chief, which I know is going to hurt you. I know that not being the best man at my wedding is going to hurt you. Granted, yeah. I'm going to put a little caveat here. We love Mark Sloan, but Mark mm-hmm. Sloan has done a lot of dumb shit <laughs> to Sloan Derek. Was already the best man and he did sleep with that wife. Yeah. So... <laughs> when they're when they're in the surgery and Mark is like, oh, that's all you ever do is harp on, like sleeping with your wife. It's kind <laughs> of a big one. It's like, oh, we get it. I fucked your wife <laughs> while you were married. God forbid me for making a mistake. Oh, goodness. It's just, it's funny. It's it just funny. funny. And Mark believes that Derek should be over it. Uh, But at this point in their storyline, we are led to believe that Mark has never done anything or Derek has never done that egregious to Mark. It sounds like the worst thing that Derek has ever done to Mark is punch him in this moment. It sounds like. He's just always been like, I am better than you. I mean, Mark says that's, like, that's what we get. That's what we get. That there's yeah, like yeah. this chip and there's like the, a little bit of resentment. I'm, or, just, I'm just the, the charity, charity case. case that the shepherd family had to take in. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, there's some unpacking that needs to be done on that. Yeah. But Mark also like throws a really fast stitch and saves this guy's life. And Derek's like, Oh, well, I guess I should forgive you if you're a good doctor. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that that's exactly the, Let the me way tell that it's you. connected. But it is it is kind of where with that scene where he's like, where Derek's like, hey, you, you going to get that bleeder or what? He's like, it's been done, dude. Like, <laughs> there's no more blood. We're good, right? And he's like, oh. Here's what happens. Okay, you keep your secrets. They go to tell the wife, you know, this is all the things that happened. These are all the injuries he sustained. But he's going to be okay. We have, like... We were able to fix all of these things during surgery. Um, And she's like, thank you so much. And Derek says, thank Dr. Sloan because he saved your husband's life. Not many people could have like handled the complication the way he handled it. And this to Derek is an apology because the man is incapable of uttering the words. I am sorry. The Even irony when he is the most wrong that a person the, can be. The irony about him. this. <laughs> just to be In clear, what are your thoughts? Unclear, yeah, I'd him. like to just. Can we? What do you think? What do you think about Derek? Derek fucking sucks. <laughs> the irony about this is that he's incapable of saying I'm sorry, and people just have to. Because here's the thing: he he then the next scene he's like, oh Mark, if you have to ask for a compliment, it's not even real. Like it's not even a real compliment. And Mark's like. It is to me. Compliment me. Let's do this. Which I am Mark in the scene. I get it. But then you could use that exact same logic. If you don't say I'm sorry, you didn't say I'm sorry. He didn't say He's never said it. (laughs) He's never said it. Uh, I mean, he said it when he kills people. 
sometimes, I guess, but. Well, he said it to the guy over and over and he's like, you're a murderer. Stop saying I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it's I hate. Anyway, so I just needed to get that out of my system because I had that note. Um, yeah. Because I, what I'm what I'm what I'm actually hoping, though, saying sorry, because he won't ever fucking say it. What I'm actually hoping, though, is that at one point in the show, Derek does say sorry. If he Som- does, sometime. I will say I'll keep I'll keep a count. I'll be like, look, guys, it only took however many episodes to get an apology out of this man. Well, we're getting to hunt uh, over at a hundred. Maybe that's how they celebrate the hundredth episode. <laughs> yeah. And it's for like something stupid, right? It's like, <sighs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I tripped over your foot. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all we get. Ugh. 19 yeah. seasons. So anyways, he does the, the back and forth that when, when Mark is like, oh, that's the first time you've ever given me a compliment. He's like, it wasn't a compliment. It was a statement of fact. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. I hate this man. Like, I hate him. I hate him so much. Like, don't be a dick. Just be nice to him. He's like, thank you so much for that compliment. And Derek's like, it wasn't a compliment. What? Just say you're welcome. <laughs> but that that's the catalyst. The not compliment is the catalyst to them watching the rest of the game. Drinking beer yeah. together. Hanging yeah. out. Best buds again. Yeah, they're they're friends again. You're not compliment. Also, the, um, the scene with Meredith and Lexi at the table at the end of the episode, like when they're in the oh. kitchen is another scene. I love, this is a really good Meredith episode. Like as much as really I good. say, like she, really it was good. unrealistic of her to like think she could ask Izzy to plan the wedding and then like also want it to be small. Um, I think she, it's a good for growth, like with the whole thing about the chief. And then, um, when she's sitting with Lexi and Lexi's like, oh, I'm so sad I didn't get to see you in the dra- dress. And Mary's like, well, you will. And she's like, how? Like if Derek and Mark don't, you know, make up. And she's like, well, you're my sister. You're going to be in the wedding. And Lexi's like so excited. She's like, I'm going to be a bridesmaid. Like, it's so cute. And the fact that Meredith has gone from being like, I don't. What do you want Dark me to do about the fact stormy. that I have a sister? To like, I want my sister to be in my wedding is such a growth. And like, she's done it. She's done it, you know, on her own. And it makes sense. It tracks with what she's been through. And I just, I love that arc for her. It's also, it's times like these that I have to remind myself. Ellis is dead. Susan is Mm -hmm. dead. Thatcher's Mm -hmm. maybe on the brink of death, (laughs) drunk somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, and she has, Lexi has another sister. Mm Mm-hmm. And a niece or a nephew, right? They have they had a kid. Mm-hmm. You just don't talk about that side of the family anymore, then. I no, guess. not really. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, also, no. every t- so Meredith had a, cu- a couple of good a good uh, scenes in this episode where she's like, "I, I'm not a pers- a church person, or a ring person, or a white dress mm-hmm. kind of bride." And then Derek's <laughs> like, well, "Well, can you be a getting married in the field naked kind of bride? Because like <laughs> I can make that happen." And she talks about she the cancery eyes when she's talking yeah. about uh Izzy I can't go in there Izzy. and talk about her cancery eyes. So yeah, good good episode for for Meredith. I also do want to circle back to the scene where she, where uh Weber is like, Hey, I hear congrats are in order. And she's like, What? What do you mean, congrats? She's like, Oh, she's yeah, like, why does why does he even know we're engaged? And Derek's Thank like, you. I have a friend. First of it, all, <laughs> Even if neither of you told him, no one in this hospital is keeping secrets. Okay. Everyone would know. It's all over the place. This hospital does nothing but operate and gossip. Yeah. That's it. He would know. (laughs) Because they'd be gossiping while operating, which is what happens. 
What are your thoughts on her being like, I don't think I'm a ring person. Jessica and I don't wear our rings almost ever anymore. (laughs) I know it's wild to me. Well, I, for me, there was always like this because I would take it off at work and I would leave it next to my computer and then I would forget and then I would lose my ring. <laughs> so I would, I, I just don't like wearing it. So instead of lose it, risking losing it, I just keep it at home. But I would, I would do like a necklace with my ring on it. I would do that. Would you get like a different ring that you maybe don't dislike wearing? Like, have you tried like the silicone ones? Michael got one of the no. silicone ones to wear when he works out. No, I just don't like anything on my hands. You're a weirdo. They're my, it's my guitar. Something's what if what if something me. happens? They're my guitar playing fingers, and that ring finger on my left hand is one of the most vital guitar playing fingers. What if something happens and someone thinks you're not married? Well, then I politely accept their advances <laughs> and then tell Jessica afterwards. <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> no. Um, no one has, everyone knows it's the first thing I about. Hi, I'm Carmen. Nice to meet you. And I am married happily <laughs> with a baby girl. <laughs> happily, just so you know, not dying of Tay-Sachs disease and I'm not crying about it still. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just, wait, why did you take it off at work? Because I was typing a lot. Is this all your works that you've had since marriage? Like every was job the that la- you've had. Yeah, the last job. Well. Oh, okay. So, and no. Disney? Aunt Disney, Rock'em, Sam's Club, <laughs> Lucid, <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> Interesting. You did lose it once, but you haven't lost it for real. Well, I lost it, it lost in the it. house. It was in the house. Yeah, you lost it in, in one of the moves, but it was not gone forever. And then you found it. So you haven't, when he says he lost it, he didn't like lose it for real. Like he has his wedding ring. Yes. Yes. He just doesn't ever wear it. I've only lost my AirPods. <laughs> I, I got a new one. So, um, okay. So, yeah. I was going to say, uh, should we talk about the the rest of is there anything else with the actual the driver that we want to talk about with his with his situation i think we kind of covered it in the last surgery when he goes on his like i was just driving to the bank like who does this like i was just trying to and this i had to read a book in high school and this reminded me of it where a girl like i think she tries to commit suicide by running her car off the road and she is unsuccessful but she knocks over a stop sign when she does it and then like because of that there's then a fatal car accident at that intersection like a week later and it's like her coming to terms with the fact that like that's her fault and she was just trying to like she was trying to hurt herself but she inadvertently hurt like a lot of other people yeah Um, so it kind of reminded me of that and it's just like yeah with the mr malloy storyline like uh, yeah you that's an interesting way to try and do that because yeah, you a were not successful and B you like caused another person a great deal of physical and emotional harm. Yeah. And imagine if you were successful. Yeah. If you are successful, then that person has like, is going to feel responsible. Like that that's fucked up. Like that's like, that's a hard, like I just don't even know what you would like. How do you come to terms with that? So I don't know. That's just like, I feel bad for him. He's, just you know trying to go to the bank and then obviously um owen's in therapy which we love yes we love to see owen finally stop with uh, the comeback of dr wyatt didn't i didn't i uh predict that he was going to get into therapy 
I think so. I think you did. Um, thank he God. needs it. He needs it. They all do. Um, and so he's in therapy trying to say it's not about what happened at war, which like, it's not only about what happened at war, but it's absolutely related to what happened at war. Like if you go through a trauma and you don't process your trauma, then other things in your life are going to be related to that trauma. Um, yes. And her whole, the therapist's whole thing is like, you have to acknowledge and be able to like name your emotions. Cause you can't deal with emotions if you can't even say what they are, which, which is, is so powerful. Cause in the beginning of the episode, he's like, I, I, nothing, I have nothing. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, I, I don't even know what I feel. And she's like, well then how are you going to like move forward with trying to change how you feel if you can't even name it? Right. Um, and so then at the end he's like, I feel ashamed that like, I knew that I wasn't okay. And I got with Christina anyway. And now she is hurt because of me. And I should have like drawn the line because I knew that I wasn't okay. Um, so it's sad. It's a hard, hard episode. It is. Um, but a good, you know, obviously it's good for anyone who needs help to be able to have the space to like process stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he's like, she was just going to the bank and I just fucking wrecked her and it's sad. And I mean, you know, there is something to say, like he did kind of try and break up with her, although it was already after he had. Um, had the PTSD flare situation. Um, and so, but she said like, why don't you let me decide what I can handle? And ultimately that is what happens. Like she is the one who's like, well, I can't handle this, but he's still going to feel remorse for that anyways. Um, and he did, he does, he feels saddened and ashamed and regretful. And so we love Dr. Wyatt. She, I love her character. I love how they integrate her with different people on the show. Well, they use her um, as a vessel for the behind-the-scenes character growth that we're led to believe has to happen. Just like well, in, and like with some people, it's believable that they would be able to grow on their own, like just a regular people going through life experiences and like no one in this those. TV show. <laughs> there are some people where it's less believable that they would just wake up one day and be like, "Oh, I'm healed." <laughs> I get it. I can't do this to people. Right. So it does yeah. make. I mean, and again. I'm a firm believer in like everyone should have therapy because even if you like don't feel like you have any grand traumas in life, it can just be good to have like a unbiased third party to like talk things through um, and, and just kind of have an outside perspective on different situational analysis. Um, So yeah, I like, I like that he goes through the beginning of the episode, not being able to name his emotions and he ends with, okay, I, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was the, I, I caused this wreck mm-hmm. and it also, I will say we've seen hunt for quite a bit of time now. Mm-hmm. And I also think that they, he's, he's an incredible actor because I've seen him grappling with this fact while mm-hmm. in the relationship or like even while courting and wooing Christina through that journey. Like you could tell the, the, the human side of me really, I, I like this girl, yeah. but the trauma side of me is like, you know, devil, devil and angel on the shoulder situation. Yeah. And, and it's, it's yeah. just great acting to see that kind of internal 
struggle and how it how it ended is sad because you get the opening scene, one of the opening scenes where they see each other coming out of the elevator. Yeah, and, and she she's like, like totally turns. Look at him. Yeah, I really I hope that they're able to get to a point where they there's forgiveness and growth and maybe even a revisiting, you know, well, right right place wrong time. From yeah, exactly from the uh, from the end of the last episode is she doesn't want to not be with him. She wants to be with him, but she doesn't. She's not. She knows where he currently is is not a place that she feels safe, and that's very very sad. And so she. She does. I do think she wants to be with him. Um, she just can't be with him now. And I think that would be so hard because, you know, they both want to be together, but they just yeah. like it's not the right time. And but they they have to work together. That's so sad and so hard. So. Yeah, can't even imagine. But I'm excited to see the growth. I hope that this is not a one and done episode with Hunt and therapy. I, I hope that they have more of these interactions. Now we get to talk about this very huge plot point that we haven't even started on yet, um, which is Callie and her dad. Yes. Which is, okay, this is 2009. And in 2023, this is still unfortunately relevant for a lot of people. Um, Even this week, I saw someone that I've been friends with since college had posted something about a family member reached out on Facebook and was like, I just can't believe that you're gay. And like, I'm just like praying for you that you'll realize that he's married to a man very happily. Like leave him alone. It's not hurting anybody. Like it's not just don't you're wrong. (laughs) Jesus doesn't care if people are gay. The Lord hath made us this way. Okay. Yeah. I, can I, can I get on a, another soapbox here? Not the same Mm -hmm. exact one, but another. Get on a large box of soap, please. (laughs) A a memory came up today on Mm -hmm. Facebook. It was yesterday or today, uh, but it was about a lot of when uh, the Roe v. Wade situation was coming up mm-hmm. within the last year or two, whatever. And basically, the the post that I had made is like, I I love Jesus. I go to church every Sunday. I play in the worship band, but in no way am I going to live in a world where someone tells my daughter what to do with her body. Yeah, like that. That's just not. And obviously this is a very, this is a different circumstance with the, with the dad and it's, it's, there's some parallels to it, not with like an abortion side of things or like a pro-life versus Mm -hmm. pro-choice kind of argument. But there is something to be said about like this world that we live in now, there's no room for people to be dictating how other people live their lives or, or not accepting them for who they are. Like, let's just fucking ELE in the immortal words of Flint Tropics coach and all-time great um, Jackie Moon, (laughs) E-L-E, everybody love everybody. Truly. Just that fucking simple. So anyways, every every time I think about the the LGBTQ plus conversation, I think of the pro-life, pro-choice conversation. And I'm just like, just who fucking cares? Yeah. Shut up. (laughs) Like. Yep. Anyways, so the security guard of Genovia is telling Callie to come home and we get a really great opening scene with Mark, George, Callie and Arizona. Do you want to give us yes. the play by play on that? Um. So, yeah, the opening scene, he comes. Well, first they're like, OK, first of all, we've totally skipped Mark and Arizona being friends, but they are. And I love it. Um, we also skipped so- that he returned in the recap. They they sh- They showed his face in the recap. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh uh, yeah. So you knew he was gonna make a comeback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he shows back up, and there and Callie is and Arizona have been like, oh, well, we're not gonna introduce him because like we just like he's only here for a day, and like, it's just like a lot to like, we haven't really prefaced the situation, like well, whatever. And then he steps out of the elevator, immediately slams. Well, Callie's like, run, George. And he's like, why? <laughs> and so her dad just slams him right into the wall and is like, why shouldn't I kill you? You cheated on my wife. How dare you commit adultery? And Callie's like, everybody commits adultery. Look, I cheated with Mark before we were divorced. And so then he slams Mark against the wall and he's like, why shouldn't I kill you right now? <laughs> and, uh, because um, murder is bad. Because... <laughs> Um, and so then they're, they like go back and forth and then she's like, I'm dating someone new. This is, and then she just like spur of the moment decides she's like, you know, this is my dad. We love each other. We have a great relationship. He's going to be supportive. I'm going to introduce him to Arizona, pulls Arizona over. And she's like, nice to meet you. And I hope you draw the line at throwing women into balls. And so he's like, great, great comedic timing. (laughs) Also, I just want to, I just want to also shout out when he lets Mark go, he like brushes off his lab coat. It's like, sorry about that. Doesn't say sorry. Mm -hmm. Doesn't apologize. But he is like, let me just go ahead and unwrinkle your lab coat now. Um, Yeah. Remember in Brooklyn Nine-Nine when Rosa Diaz tells her family, she comes out to her family. And she's like, "Uh, you would rather me be having a relationship with a married man than with a woman. And she's like. Well, your worst fears are true because I am gay. Mm. It's insane. Mm. But I love, I love the scene where Callie's going in and out between speaking Spanish and English and Arizona's like, I, I can't help you I don't hear yeah I don't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so then she calls Mark in and she's yes. like I have uh I don't speak Spanish and also like I have to go take care of like all the small dying children um and so then Mark's like hey stop speaking Spanish because <laughs> I don't speak Spanish and so she's like you know my dad told me that he's gonna take me home and um he's like well just don't go. And she's like, no, you don't understand. He's like always supported me. He's given me so much. Like he's given me this trust fund. He paid for my med school and my undergrad and all this stuff. He's never wanted me to worry about anything. And, and Mark's like, that doesn't just because someone supports you doesn't mean they respect you. And you need to tell him that. And that is honesty, impactful and correct. And I think he kind of feels that, um, you see that re- reflected kind of in the the surgery with Derek where he's like, I'm always just going to be the charity case. Like you'll never like see me as a real person. Like I'm just going to be this charity case that your family took in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, I think that does kind of resonate with Callie. Cause she, I, mean, I mean, I think her and her dad, I do think that we're meant to believe they have a special bond. Um, But you know, we only see so much from, this side of you know the story and he lives in miami i think is what they say so he goes to the chief and he's like i'm gonna tell him that like i'm gonna take you home with me and you're gonna live um with me and your mom and you'll work at this hospital in miami and like it'll be great and she's like what is what has happening and then he goes Uh, to weber and is like how much can i pay you for the i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and buy my daughter back for my child yeah Yeah. it's a weird vibe 
I mean, what he does he do? It as like, um, I don't know if they ever say, but they say that Callie is an heiress. So well, Genovia pays well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so he's like, yeah, I, the concept with the chief is that, Oh, that, you know, you've put an investment in her education. So I don't want to like take that away from you. So I'll like basically give you a refund in exchange for my daughter. And the chief is like, uh, your daughter's a grown woman, so you can't do that. And he's like, Ugh, who cares if she's a grown woman? I'm still going to do whatever I think is right. Well, then he justify it. He, he's like, you clearly don't have kids because all I want to yeah. do, it's in your veins, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. yeah, okay, the love never goes away. Correct. You fight for them always. You never surrender. Okay, correct. You're bringing up good points, but you're justifying the wrong shit. Like, yeah, the thing that you're fighting for is just her not doing something that you don't like. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously there's like very religious undertones with this because the whole thing is like they're Catholic and that's why, you know, they're like homosexuality is wrong. It's not. God doesn't care. Also, the linguistics of it. My turn for the soapbox. Um, no one ever translated the Bible that way um, until the 80s. And if you talk to... Uh, linguists in any other language other than the English language. That's not how it translates. It doesn't translate to manly with another man. It says manly with another boy. So it says, don't be a pedophile, which is very different than not being gay. So shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. One is, one is wrong. I love you the other all, is not. but please, <laughs> but please let gay people exist. They're literally not hurting you in any way. Um, and so, uh, yeah, there's the whole like, Oh, you don't have kids cause you don't know blah blah. And it's like, yeah, it is. It would be a good, speech if like that's not what you were talking about if you were protecting um, her so, from a rampant drug abuse or yeah mm-hmm. i don't know like she's trying to murder someone i don't you know there's <laughs> yeah. there's extreme bad things like they an could emotionally be doing. abusive relationship or something like that like there are a lot of situations where this speech would be very impactful and this one i'm just like well not on your side and there's literally nothing you can say that's going to make me be on your side so um so then callie has a very a long talk with her dad and he's like, well, if you don't come home with me, I'm cutting you off. And she's like, well, then I'm cutting you off. Like we don't have a relationship anymore, which again is unfortunate and something that happens to people still in the year 2023, which is stupid. Mm, yeah. Like just if you're not okay with having a gay child, don't have a kid because they might be gay. They just might be. That's good. They're going to be born that way. Okay. Yeah. Just like Lady Gaga. That's how I feel. They're born that way. Right track, baby. I was born this way. Uh, okay, so. Uh, yeah, Can anything I, else to say on that? No, I was gonna. I was gonna say something about Lady Gaga, though. Oh yeah. Um, you know how like uh, so obviously Facebook memories bring up good stuff. Mm-hmm. Facebook memory also bring up bad stuff. Yes. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw myself under the bus here. Okay. Back in I think like 2009. I think I, a memory came up 2000, like I think 2007 is when Facebook started, but like 2008 or 2009, I made a Facebook status that said, Lady Gaga is ugly, but she sings well. That's unkind. It's unkind because also it is untrue. (laughs) I'm like, what was, what was 2009 Carmen thinking? That's what looking at. (laughs) Well, but yeah, that's, that's the other thing. I'm like, what was I looking at? Like what was going on? The internet hasn't, I mean, well, there's, the internet has changed, but uh, so I just want to I want to publicly say, even though I deleted that that comment from my from history, I'm calling myself out because it's not true. 
She's a queen. Yeah. What were you doing? I don't know. You weren't even. You know. weren't watching Grey's. I wasn't yeah, clearly just posting I was, dumb shit on the internet. Honestly, I clearly didn't get woke until like twenty fifteen, and I finally started saying some good stuff. Um. Okay. So yeah. Any? It was the scene where Arizona's like, "Are you okay?" She's like, "Yes." No. I don't know. And then she like breaks down and cries and. Arizona yeah. just hugs her and I'm sure because Arizona has been out um for longer um I'm sure she has had like friends or you know potentially other relationships where this has occurred so she probably has some I guess history with that kind of um situation she's just like there for her and she just comforts her and she's just like that sucks and it does it does suck it's also, it speaks to the character development that they're making with Arizona because she just saw little Jessica die and she still has mm-hmm. enough empathy to go and give Callie, who is still mm-hmm. very new in their relationship, that yeah. that grace. And they so. did have that moment at the beginning of the episode where they're with like all cute in the stairwell kissing. Loving yeah. that kiss. Again, back in that the was... stairwell. We're elevators and stairwells. Mm-hmm. Anywhere in this theme. hospital that goes up and down. It's just where all the things occur. Yeah. Is it too soon to make a joke about jumping out the windows if the elevator and the yep. stairs are both <laughs> occupied? Um, yes. Also, the trigger warning was on the last episode. <laughs> um, you have anything else to talk about? No, I, I think I think that's it. Let me look through my. Let me just do a quick scan of my notes here. Uh, we do Can you hear that? Can you hear that? what? <laughs> that's the sound of your straw having sex with your cup. Oh. Okay. I just love that the fact I love that they had her eating a Twinkie. Lexi was eating a Twinkie yeah. at the end of the episode. Yeah. Love that. Uh, I also just want to say that when they prefaced, when Dr. Swinner said she could have a heart attack, I thought that she was going to have a heart attack in this episode. I thought that was the <laughs> preface. So when yeah. she did flatline or she started to code, I thought that she was going to have a, a heart attack there. She didn't. I like the fact that Mark and Derek are made up. I'm glad that that didn't last too long. They beat the Christina and Meredith beef (laughs) dead with a stick. So I hope they learned their lesson, but I don't like how they got there. Um, but I do like it when, when Arizona paged Mark, she called him Callie's best friend and that was cute. So yeah, I think that's all I got. I, uh, also the dad just is walking around the hospital while she's popping dudes bones. Like he's just standing there. Yeah. They have a very intense conversation while she's causing someone a lot of pain. Yeah. So I just wanted to call that out. Cracking the dude's legs into place. And he's like Mm -hmm. telling her the business, you know, Mm -hmm. anyways, that's all I got. Anything you got? Any notes that you had that you wanted to Uh, go over? I think that's it. I think we got, I got all of mine out. Um, I think I mentioned all the oh at the very beginning when Mark and um, Derek are arguing and the the patients are also arguing as they're coming in from the ambulance and the one guy is like drunk and the other patient says liar and then Mark says pathetic and Derek says ass because they're like also going at it while the patients are going at it that was funny which is you know totally Uh, professional yeah for sure shall we rate it uh we shall I'm about to piss a lot of people off here. Okay, go ahead. It's just a four. Well, I think mine was like a 3.8, so I'm right there with you. The thing like for a, me... It's an episode. Things happen, you know. Yeah. there. Uh, I will say you would think... This episode has had a lot of potential to hit a five. A dude jumped out of a building and ran through a six-inch pane of glass. 
and I weeped like a little baby when <laughs> Jessica died. So I don't know. It just like it. You know, it was just better than average, but it wasn't a five. It had moments that were impactful, but overall as an episode, I'm like, you know, I'm not like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, it's one of those like in between things are, you know, a lot has been happening. So we're kind of ramping down um, from, I mean, a lot of stuff obviously is still happening. Like Izzy has cancer. Like it's not going great, but I feel like after so much like back to back to back insanity, they are kind of just being like, Oh, here are just also some regular episodes. Yeah. So no, no one's going to explode in this episode. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it was like a three, eight, three, nine, if I had to say. Um, and so, uh, predictions you said, is he's going to die in the season five finale? Yep. You had previously said that Derek and Meredith's wedding was going to be in like season seven or eight. Where do you stand now? It's a good question. Uh, I think I'm trying to put my mind into the writers Mm -hmm. to make this prediction. But I think if I was writing Izzy's character and the friendship group, if they still kill Izzy off, which I do think happens, they're going to know that she's not going to make it and they're going to do the wedding so that she can be there. And then she's going to die after they get married. Okay. So season five finale. I might, I think I'm, yeah, no, I think, I think I'm going to bump this up to before Izzy dies in the season five finale, they'll get married. Okay. Um, or Izzy dies unexpectedly. No, I'm going to go with my prediction. They're going to get married in season five. No, they got to break up. They got (laughs) to, I don't fucking know. Come back to me. <laughs> See the Come season five me. finale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Hold, no, I need to make a prediction. I predict I that they will not get married or no, they get married. They get married. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is hard. This is hard. I've not seen this show. You guys, in case you haven't heard. <laughs> That's okay. the premise of the podcast. They get married in the season five in season five before Izzy dies in the finale. However, Ultimately, they either get a divorce or Derek dies because they can't stay together because I would imagine Patrick Dempsey moves on from the show because I don't believe that he is in season 19 when Meredith is there. So they either get married and then something happens to Derek or they don't get married or it's a fake wedding and they just want Izzy to be there. <laughs> okay. Um, what about George? George goes into trauma. Like, like we decided and him and Alex do become friends. Okay. Um, what about Christina and Owen? Christina and Owen will get back together after he is healed, but they do not end up together. They don't end up together. Uh, Mark and Lexi. Mark and Lexi, they're going to get married and it's her baby. It's his, well, (laughs) (laughs) kid that kid she's pregnant with it's her baby uh it's mark's baby okay well i don't okay um they're gonna get pregnant though okay um 
anything with Bailey? Bailey and Tuck are going to get a divorce. I just don't know when. <laughs> um, I also, I'm predicting that she does not finish out the Peds uh, fellowship. She doesn't? I don't think she does. Because of Tuck? No, because of the emotional toll it takes on a person. Oh. Uh, or she and... finishes the fellowship and then goes back to general surgery. Okay. Um, anything else? Christina, no one you said. Oh, Callie. Callie uh, does, in fact, cut off her dad. And it's going to be a parallel story to what they did in Scrubs when Elliot cut off cuts off her dad. Why did she cut off her dad? Because she's dumb. Oh, okay. So not really the same then. But they, she then lives out of a trailer with all of her stuff inside of it. Oh, okay. So you just think Callie's going to be poor now? Yeah. That's, thank you for getting to the point I was trying to make for me. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think that's it then. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. Sorry, this one was a little bit longer, but we're still trying to split them up to make it a little bit easier for listening purposes. Um, you can find our Patreon and our link tree in our bio. You can follow us on Instagram. Grey's Academy pod at gmail.com is the email. <laughs> Grey's Academy pod is the Instagram. Um, you can follow, uh, our individual Instagrams, chaotically, Kelsey, carbon.gabriel.official. And you can message us and email us and talk to us. And if you talk to Carmen, remember... No spoilies. And if you run into me at a grocery store and go, I recognize that voice. You're the voice of my favorite Grey's Anatomy podcast, Grey's Academy. I'll take a selfie with you. But please don't tell the paparazzi where I am. (laughs) And with that, we appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. And we will see you all in the next one.